Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 630, and today we are going to be diving into your market and really how important it is to know your market, but then also how to really divide that market up into what we call silos. So this way here, we can fill them. You can call them buckets. You can call them anything you want, but we're going to be segmenting the main market into these sub-markets so we can really attack the market and uh, and really dominate it and make it a lot easier. And I'm joined again, once again, at the Lake House uh, with uh, my team here. I've got Chris Schaefer, I've got Joel, and I've got Angel. Hello. Hello. Angel is back. And uh, we decided episode. while we're together, we might as well do this. And we thought that this was... Actually, we got done with the last episode and we said, you know what? We really should dive deeper into, into the whole market. Like, not just knowing your market, but how to really segment your market and attack the market. So this way here, we're, we're grabbing market share. And we actually went and broke this down for two of the businesses that were here and gave them so much more clarity. Now, these are businesses that are already doing well, but they want to do better and they want to be able to really focus a lot of their energy to get to that number that they want to get to so they can do the things they want to do. So... Where do we want to start, Joel? You were just running, and I go, wait a minute. So, whoa, whoa, save yeah. it. Save it. Save like, it. What should we cover? Let's t- what are we going to talk yeah. about? And I'm rifting. He's like, stop. That's enough. <laughs> now put that on the recording. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, exactly what just yeah. So one of the things I, I thought was really interesting as we were saying, hey, what else should we cover? Is there anything that's really important that we should get out there? And uh, we talk a lot about that, like how to move from your thinking from a product to a market. And it, it's... For someone who's not really dealing, grappling with that problem in the real life, like they actually have a st- stable of products and they're trying to figure out what that is, it's it can be a little hard. Like, how do I technically get there? And so one of the things that we did to help people resort their, their products, even the ones they already have, and start figuring out what their next products are going to be, is we had to take them back to the beginning and, and say, well, again, you have to identify who you're trying to target. What is this market that you're in? What category are you trying to cover? And um, then how can we then put those, the product ideas into groupings that make sense? And why it's so important at the beginning, even more so, it's like oh, everybody's like, oh, if I just get a product, then I can figure all that stuff out. But this helps you to kind of know where you're headed. So if I can like say, yeah, here's my market. I'm in, I, I'm in fishing and I want a tackle box and I want a fishing pole and um, also I want special shoes. You know, I don't know. I don't, right. I'm going to get non-slip shoes. And <laughs> right. that's really important to me right now. And so then they go, okay, well, I better just get one of these working. But if you know that the, all three are there, A, you start having this freedom of choice. I can check them all out. I can also pick one that has the likeliest chance of kind of launching on its own and then bringing these other ones in with it using so, so many strategies that I can't use if, say, that I was going to say, I don't know what I want. I guess fishing poles are cool, but then I'm also going to get a baby bassinet. Like you're not going to give a promo code to go, oh, you know what? You want the fishing pole? Baby bassinet, 10% <laughs> off. <laughs> frequently, fre- frequently bought together. I was, I was just going to make a, a joke about putting bass in a bassinet, but it's a bassinet, but you know, it's not <laughs> whatever. No, you, solid You pun. could do that. I mean, it, it is possible. You could just fill it with some, you know, some sort of lining. So the fish don't escape, but I, I it's well thought out. <laughs> I, I just we have did a new product. Fly, that's Chris's. See? Do not touch it. This, it's probably the reason I'm not a pro, some sort of designer or Chris's. engineer. Yes, it's a instead of a bass net, it's a bassy net. It's a net filled with bass. Um, 
no, and I think I think what you were just saying, Joel, about having freedom of choice is is the thing that's important because one of the things that that we got back even from this group, which is very successful, was well, if I niche down, I limit my choices, right? If I can't sell the bassinet or the bastinet in addition to my bass fishing stuff, then there's nothing that I can sell. You go, well, is that really true? <laughs> you go, yes, absolutely 100% true. Okay, think about all of the things in fishing. Are there some categories within fishing that we could look at? Probably not a bassy net, but there is a bass net that we could sell, right? What are those categories? What are those silos? What are those buckets? What are those pillars? What are the things that actually make up the bass fishing category? Well, we have apparel, right? Joel will wear non-slip athletic shoes. I'll go with waders, which would be the boots. That's what I meant. You know, <laughs> boots. But we also have bibs. We have hats. We have all of those kinds of things, right? That might be one pillar in that business. Yeah. The other one is going to be you know, maybe actual fishing gear. So rods and reels and line. The other one would be lures. And then obviously storage or something like that, right? So, you know, worm, wiggly, red wiggly worms. What was the the one <laughs> we could never remember? You know, a red wiggly worm or uh, a fly fishing lure, right? We're opened up to sell all of those different kinds of lures. And there, then we can sell tackle boxes. We can sell nets to store the fish in after we've <laughs> caught them. We can sell whatever we want, right? We can sell coolers. We can sell the thing that goes in the boat that you fill with a little bit of water, and I'm sure there's an actual name for it, and if anybody knows, please email support at theamazingseller.com. Uh, you know, you fill it with a little bit of water for a live catch, right? So you catch, you put the live fish in it, and then when you get to land, you take care of the rest of it. They're still alive the whole time, right? Pretty cool. You can put them just in a cooler, but they, they've got little containers that go on boats, right? That's what I'm going for. Little tiny boat containers. Um, Technical but term. When we look at those five things, there's a hundred different kinds of waders, different lengths, different styles, different colors, different cuts, different materials. There's a hundred different types of storage containers. There's thousands of different types of lures. There's dozens of different types of rods. There's dozens of different types of reels. Try launching all of those before you worry about the best in that right? You have not limited your choice. You've actually increased your choice because instead of you trying to find one more half-court shot, you now have 20 layups that you can make, right? There's a whole bunch of products that are directly in front of you that are not only directly related, but that lead to other things that are also directly related. Every single one of those multiplies. Like, what's the, what's the movie about the stupid things that you can't get them wet? The Gremlins? Gremlins, <laughs> right? You get them wet and they multiply. That's what a good market is like, right? You feed them after midnight. You feed a little bit of PPC. You get some sales, and then it multiplies into other products. That's what I'm going. I just want to take a second. So that's probably the worst description of Gremlins (laughs) I've ever heard. The stupid movie with the things you can't. Yeah, you got it. So you clearly understood what I was going for. But rather than having, you know, rather than having one thing that we have to take a whack at, and then completely forget about everything we learned in that process other than how to communicate with a supplier and how to create an Amazon listing and relearn the entire thing. We're taking small little baby steps and going, ooh, look, 30 things that are exactly like the thing I just launched. I can use the same supplier. I can talk to the same audience. And it's going to make me just as much, if not more, money because the person that buys the waiters are also going to buy non-slip tennis shoes or whatever. They're going to buy a hat. They're going to buy a rod. They're going to buy a reel. They're going to buy a bassinet. They're going to buy all of these things related to fishing because they actually care about fishing. And if we can serve that same customer, 
it becomes a lot easier to do the real business stuff of marketing, but it also becomes a lot easier to find, source, and launch products. Right. So this is what I've been thinking as you've been describing, which Gremlins. is great. Gremlins. Furbies, yeah, Furbies. Right. Uh, yeah. So uh, what, what I'm thinking here, and this is exactly our conversations um, this, this week, uh, was if you're thinking about launching your next product, that product either needs to be one that's aligned with the two other ones that you have in, in that bucket or in that silo. And if you're going to do another vertical, then you're going to need to figure out those three products, even if you're not launching them at the same time, which you shouldn't be. But you need to be able to have that because we demonstrated that. Like one way that we are going to help increase revenue for these businesses is to bundle, is to add variations, is to add different, you know, just different components, different ways that they, different qualities. We went, we added a premium quality product to the existing one. We went from a $35 product to a $75 product with not much more work. And now we have another SKU at a higher price point. We took another, you know, product, we bundled it, added a variation that way, and now we have something that sold for $29.99 and now it goes up to $79.99, whatever it is, right? So we have room, we have things we can do. We can play with that and build more ways for people to spend money on things they need and they want, but also for more value or at a premium at a premium price, but also a premium product. So that's like number one. Number two of this whole equation is when you have your market and when you have the right products, it makes it easier. But then you might say, well, I only got enough capital to launch one product. Okay. Well, in the meantime, let's go ahead and grab some attention in that market. Let's start building out our content. Let's start building our email list. Let's start communicating with those people, whether it's blog written content, whether it's Facebook lives, whether it's YouTube videos, whatever it is, now's the time to start building out our attention getting assets and start building that out. Don't sit there and say, well, I'm going to do the one product. I'm going to launch it the best I can. And now I'm going to wait to launch my other product until I got enough capital or if I get this one going. No, build your assets immediately. Start building the email list. Start taking that and driving it to your blog post. Start driving it to whatever platform that you're going to use. We call it our home base. Uh, that's what you need to do. And this, again, I want to go back to, this is exactly what successful businesses are doing, but this is exactly what we're doing and the businesses that we're helping are doing. And it's exactly what we're teaching in Econ Business Formula. It's exactly it, right? To us, this is the future-proof way. Uh, and I should put a little shameless plug in there real quick. Mm -hmm. Theamazingseller.com forward slash EBF. If you are not uh, yet on that wait list, and depending on when you're listening to this, it may be open. Um, we we teach this. It's over the shoulder. It is. Chris and I have put in so many hours on this, and it's been awesome. But uh, it's been a lot of work because we want it to be the full training. We want it to be the full, like all the details, like every step. Because this, once you do it, you repeat it. You rinse and repeat. Whether it's picking products, whether it's making your your uh, your variations, so that way there you have more options, or whether it's building your assets to continually grow out your footprint. So, I mean, ecom is formula. I mean, that's that's it, guys. I'm I'm again, I'm sitting here giving you guys a, a slight plug, but literally like that is that is the whole formula. And, you know, we have free resources on this, but again, if you're interested, head over there theamazingseller.com/ebf. Yeah, I just I just want to put an extra thing on the the course. What's great 
if you're one of those people that it's not like, okay, I can go collect all this information. I want to put it all together. You're new to the space. One of the best things you can do is go get this step-by-step over the shoulder where we're showing you how to set up your site, how to do the listing, how to look at the into the market, how to answer what is a market? How do you define yours? How do you know it even has a chance of succeeding? All that stuff is in courses like this. And, you know, if I was going to start today, that's literally what I'd be looking for. Someone I trust. I know they have a track record. I know they have the experience to do it and go start there, you know? And, and so I know that's coming, is that, that activism of the show? It should be. Okay. Awesome. Um, one piece and it's, it's that something will take you somewhere. Huh? <laughs> the link will go somewhere. Um, well, if, they, if they're on the wait list as well. Oh yes. If they're on the wait list as well, we do have a, um, a, a special resource that we're going to be giving to the wait list before uh, we actually release it and it will be free. So that's also a little incentive there for you as well. But again, depending on when, when you're listening to this, you could be listening to this six months from time it airs. Um, sure. The training can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash EBF. Um, but we are going to have some other additional free resources to just help you along the way. Just like this episode, this episode is about, you need to understand, you need to Focus on your market. You need to find those three to five products that go together so you can play with those in your market. So this way here, it, you can take your cart value, increase it, and then from there, you need to be building assets, like period. What, what's amazing, um, and, and it's hard to explain it, like when you, when you talk and go, hey, market, and let me say three to five, and this person's going, I haven't launched anything. You want, I have to do three now? And, and so it's not that clear cut the three to five and knowing your market is giving you the roadmap of where you're going you know so it's one thing to launch a product and it's successful or not successful and then you're dead in the water again and feeling you're starting from scratch it's different when you go no i'm entering this industry i'm entering this market i want to play here and so even when you're coming in it's no it's not all five you're not not in the game until you have five products what was really great is even in this room it was like, well, Scott, I've got to move my numbers now. I'm, you know, I'm a, if I'm going to start a new silo, I want my numbers up in the next few months. But sourcing takes time, and I want to make some tweaks on this next product. And, and what was great is what you said is like, well, let's look at bringing some of the low-hanging fruit that matches what you currently have. So it wasn't like, let's go bring 6,000 SKUs or 6,000 units and bring it in on a new SKU. It was, it was like, well, could you give them two of them? Could you find a slight variation on it? Could you pick up um, something that makes sense and test it with 100 units or 20 units and put it in there and add it as a variation? And so instantly that person had another product that they could then pair and do the kit as long as they made sense. And now on as far as Amazon's concerned, you're at three SKUs. You had one test product to your original one that was already you know starting up and starting to get some movement. And now you have three SKUs to play with. And that was really powerful because it did allow for them, in their cases, to make moves months earlier instead of waiting and waiting. And that's the same thing when you're starting. Do you want to wait many, many months till you have three to five? You don't have to. I think um, I, I want to go back, Scott, to something that you were talking about a minute ago. You were talking about, uh, we were talking about silos. And you said, you know, looking at it this way helps you to build a, fru- a, a future proof not a future proof i almost said fruit like a fruit tree a fruit tree proof business um unless you're in the produce industry that's not a problem but it's not just future proof this is real business stuff right this is what real companies do 
yes, you have like AliExpress, which sells everything, but they don't actually manufacture anything. They're not a manufacturing company. They're a retailer, right? Retailers can get away with this. We're not retailers. We are manufacturers. We are brands. So the things that the way that we need to approach the world is not we're going to sell a baby bed. I'm going to stop saying bassinet. A baby bed or a baby carrier and bass fishing equipment and whatever. Because real companies don't do that. Real companies say, how can I take market share? What are the things, what are the groups of products that I need to pursue to maximize my grasp of this market? Versus, what are some things that will make me money right now? Some of those things in those five silos might not be a home run inside of the Amazon ecosystem. But in the grand scheme of products, in the grand scheme of our brand, as it continues to grow, it might be something that we have to launch to keep our customers with us, even if we only make a dollar on each sale, or $2 on each sale, or $3 on each sale. It's not something we necessarily need to launch in the Amazon ecosystem, but it's a product we might launch down the line just to kind of flesh out the brand a little bit. Obviously, we're not going to launch it if we lose money. That would just be silly, right? But some of these things, some of these products that we're going to look at, we have to understand all of the different products in that vertical that we want to launch so that we can actually choose the best one. We talked about like the myth of losing options, right? And it's, it really is fear of missing out, right? But when we multiply our products by the power of a niche, by the power of a market, we have more things to look at in reality. But we then have a higher quality problem because we're not looking for products. We're looking for the best product now, right? So I have these 25 opportunities that I can go after. And then we get to ask the question, which one is going to make me the most money, potentially? Which one is going to be the most logical addition? And then which one is the best opportunity for me in this moment? Is it the one that I have to wait two months for, but I know is going to make me 100 sales a day? Maybe it is. Or is it the one that I can get from my manufacturer because it's a bundle of um, a bass fishing lure and a fly fishing lure? I have them both in my warehouse right now. I can bundle them both. I can potentially massively increase my sales by simply taking two things, putting them in a poly bag, putting a sold as a set sticker on them and sending them into Amazon to see if they sell, right? That's a totally different product in the eyes of the consumer. It's very easy for us to put together. We then just have to make those decisions. And as a business owner, those decisions are substantially better to make. And those are the types of decisions that real businesses have to make versus an Amazon business. Does that make sense? Yeah. I love it too that you uh, you kind of said there at the end uh, an Amazon business, and I pretty much asked everyone here. I think it was day one: Are you building a business or are you building an Amazon business? And and everyone pretty much said, "I'm building a business." Uh, but uh, I asked them when someone asks you, like comes up to you and says, "Hey, so what do you do for a living?" And I said, "Be honest." And most said that they said, I, I'm in e-commerce or um, I sell products online or whatever. Um, but a couple of them did say, I tell them, you know, that I'm an Amazon business. And, and it's okay. It's kind, of what we've, it's kind of what we started thinking we were doing. But that's not what we're really doing. We've done it. Yes. <laughs> but that's not what we're doing. And it's very clear. Um, I want to go back to on the market 
again, like how important it is to establish that. And there's a lot of different points that we go through as far as validating that process. And just really quickly, I'll run through just like the overview. But it's like we we look at the market itself as is, is it something that we can tap into? Is it something that we have potential to tap into? And one way we look at that is, are there products selling in that market? Are there more than one product selling? Or is it just a just some type of widget? Um, is there content being created in that market? Are there assets we can build in that market? Can we grab attention in that market? Do people pay attention to this market? Like all of these different things are validation pieces. And before we ever get to the point where we're like, all right, now we want to start creating content to start building assets. And we're like, oh, wait a minute. There's no way to really do this. No one really cares. They just want to buy the product. Um, we don't want to get to that point. So that's why we do that. Um, but building building the assets to me is critical. And your products are assets. Those assets are allowing you to generate money. And the other assets are bringing attention, but they're also possible uh, money generator generators because it's getting the attention to bring over to your brand or your home base. Um, so I just want to really emphasize that it's so important that we look at at going after the market with products, but more importantly, assets, like building assets in our business. And the more that we do this, the more that we build a footprint, the the better chance we have of succeeding. And we're not just looking at like one product, right? It's so, so important. So I, just, I think it's a mind shift. I think it's a mind shift that we all need to consider. And if you are serious about you know, going out there and building a future-proof brand that you don't have to rely on one channel, this is the way. Now, we're not saying you're not going to drive some of that traffic over to Amazon. We are. are. It's a great platform. The cool thing about that is when we do that, Amazon says, cool, man, thanks. I'm going to rank you now, right? But, you know, we are not doing it for just the purpose of building our business on Amazon. We're doing it to generate sales through Amazon. And then the effect of that is being able to get ranked and get organic sales and all of that fun stuff that happens, reviews, feedback, it all happens naturally. And just to say a little side note, we didn't talk once here about tactics like, what's a way that we can hack Amazon and get more reviews and feedback? Oh, I got a hack. I got it. And it's going to, and it's going to help you for two days. And then it's going to, you're, you're either your, your reviews are going to go away or you're going to get, you know, blacklisted or de-indexed, or you got to go through this whole process to try to get your listing back up. We talked about none of that. None, none of it. Did you want to say something, Joel? You look like you had something to say. I'm just thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I I would love to see this in a market board video. I I, I Mm. like, I really like, I mean, we did this on a a notepad when we were here and being able to visually see you know, here's this market that you've been working on and really knowing what it is and how you're serving the customers and what's your kind of your differentiator. Like, what do I offer them? What am I? Am I protecting yeah. them from bad products? And am I here because I'm like them and I believe in there should have been these cooler things that I couldn't find when I was looking for them. And then you look at it and you have like kind of the columns down and you go, ah, oh, OK, this little category like Chris had with the apparel. But once you see that in the when you see that in like the it's not. I'm going to do this tomorrow. It, it's a plan. It, it's a it's a early map. It has to be modified as you go, but it, there's like this clarity in it. You're like, oh, I'm doing this because I care about these people. I, I want them to have high quality stuff. I bought that thing that I needed and I got it and it was broken or crap and it, mm. I hated it. Mm. And I don't want that to happen to them. And so when you have a little bit of that, you feel better about your choices. You feel more driven to like carry it out rather than, well, I really hope this works. 
oh, I guess I'm not cut out to be this. If it doesn't go 100% the first time, I, I guess I'll just go back to that job and just suck it up. Mm. And so seeing the silos, it, you just have a plan. It looks at, and you can look at it, and every day you can go, how do I get closer to that? How do I get closer to that? How do I add one more? How do I just get that first one? Mm. How do I get my foot in the door yep. here? And it feels different. You know, I just, I could see the faces. And these are, these are business owners that are doing really well. But you can see, oh, mm. this is so much easier. Mm. I actually know where I'm going tomorrow. I think about Jim, right? Yeah. Jim and our group. I mean, we, we laid that out for him. He's like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I wish I had the recording of him saying it. Yeah. Like, he's like, what a relief. Like, yeah. my gosh, it's like, I just feel like such a weight has come off me because I, I have direction. And I see how we can build out these verticals, these silos, and how we can fill them. Yeah. Like, it seems easy now. And, and it makes sense because it's all together. He, he, yeah. he forever, he, he has a lot of interest. He's so excited about everything that he touches. And so he was, like, running in, like, 18 different directions going, all oh, these products are great. They're all exciting, but they're only seasonal. Or, and yeah. then once we, like, okay, well, here's your market. Here's the overarching thing. Oh, here's the line of product. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that makes right. sense. And but sometimes so. you need, like, again, and you know, we're not, of course, we're not like making fun of anybody. It's normal. I've done it. You've done it. Yeah, all we, day long. And what's cool about it is we get someone on the outside looking in that goes, "Wait a minute here. Let's pull you out of it a little bit. Let's yeah. zoom out. Yeah, and let's look at it. And then it makes sense. And." It's really cool to be able to be someone that actually brings that light to it and says, hey, wait a minute, come over here, look at this lens. Yeah. A little different. And then they're like, holy crap. Like, I've done that. I mean, even this year, I mean, let's be honest, like, we've kind of restructured TAS stuff and what we want our focus to be. Yeah. We've learned from this inner circle. We've, we've learned what we, what we like, what we don't like, and we're making it better. And we've, said, we've heard just from everybody here that this was just an amazing time. We spent three days together for just about 12 hours each day yeah. in a house, and we didn't kill each other. Yeah. But we actually grew to really care about each other even more and, and the connections and, and you know just the people, and, and it just felt really good. So that's a side note. It just felt really good. I'm still, we're still here, so we're kind of coming down from it in a sense. But it, it was just exciting. And, and just to see people with that aha again, they had the aha. They built successful businesses. Yeah. But they got to a point where they're like, what's my next move? I'm feeling stuck. I'm feel, you know, and so that's normal yeah. to, to get to that point. And the, the piece for that that's really interesting is because as you were talking about that, we, yeah, we go through that all the time. And it, it feels like what's really great about our team is that we kind of pull each other out of the abyss. Like, no, no, it's never going to work. I'm going to jump. No, it's okay. It's yeah. okay. Yeah. We got you. Chris is going to be just calm down. We'll figure it out. <laughs> Scott, don't do it, man. <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa. You know, I, I call Chris all the time and I'm like, Chris, it's, it's just not working, man. We got to do something more. This got to go faster. We've been we've been at this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris said, it's okay. <laughs> Let's look at the pizza. And you need that. Yeah. Because we all do this. This is not, yeah, it's got some, oh, I, I got perfect and then my business went really great. Right. Right. Everything's <laughs> that's, perfect. That's not, the, that's not how it works. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was my original plan and it kind of fell through. So I'm going to go with plan B. <laughs> right. And I'm going to keep growing as a human and realize that no matter what level I'm at, I probably want more and I'm not going to be that good at getting that more yet. Mm. And so I'm going to need a team of people. I'm going to need people to talk to me and say, dude, it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. You're look at all what you got. Look yeah. at all these amazing things you've already done. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So all right, we're gonna uh we're gonna wrap this up. Angel, what what um what are you taking away from all this? Again, the quiet one. 
and processing everything. And if she had a notebook, it would be filled with notes of all these beautiful points that we've made, which we're usually just like, especially Chris and I, we're just like, you know, let's go rip the wall down. And then can can you fix that? Um, yeah. So can you build a door behind Chris, it's okay. Scott can have his own analogy. Yeah. That was, <laughs> can I have my own? You have yours. It might not be right, Scott's but it's gonna, okay. This is wrong. Oh, okay. <laughs> Scott's going to tear things I'll down. I'll still with get a s- there. Uh-uh. You're going to run face first into a stud. <laughs> Scott's going to tear it down with a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. Chris. Chris is running through the opposite side. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, yeah. You're there. <laughs> We're already through? Uh, okay. Angel, bring this home. Okay. What did you just... Uh, from all of our... No our, our, yeah, right. <laughs> from all of our, from all of our thoughts there about market and the assets and all of that stuff, what does it distill down to? Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, you guys covered quite a bit there. Um, really thinking in terms of your products, in terms of the the larger market, and then creating two or three verticals to fill out your product line to get. Um, in each of those verticals to give you the spread. Um, mm. And then beyond that, to know where you want to go in terms of numbers for your business mm. and work backwards from there because that opens up your thinking. Um, and it gets you a, a more of a roadmap in terms of how many products do you need in each silo. Mm. And... <laughs> Um, Chris is distracting. Chris is very distracting. I think that's yeah. That, build, that, that boils it down. It, it really does. I'm yeah. glad you did that because yeah, products, market, silos, filling them out, and then knowing where you're going. Like the the, the the target to me is is like a big one too, and I and we won't go into all of that, but we went through a few examples of like okay, I want this, okay, let's let's think about this. What do we need to get there? And then you build out the roadmap that's going to start you to get you know on the way to get there. But you're you know things are going to change along the way. Um, but yeah, it's it's exactly I, I think it, and it's it, it is that simple. But yes, it is complicated in a sense. But you have to start as long as you know where to start. And you just kind of go through, and then you adjust, and you ask the right questions along the way. Do you have something, Joel? Uh, I was just thinking it was uh, nice to hear Angel wrap it up for us because I was like, oh, yeah, we did cover that. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, bringing it back, bring it, making it real, you know. And concise. And concise. <laughs> it was, too. It was good. All right, cool. So let's let's wrap this up. Uh, we uh, Did you want to say something? No. Oh, he's ra- he's he's. He's very distracting over here, isn't he? He's making hands gestures. He's and orchestrating stuff. this entire yes, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there he is. He's playing like music notes. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's wrap this up. Seriously though, guys, we do cover all of this um, ecom business formula. Um, something that we've been working on. We're super excited about it. It is brand new for 2019 and really beyond because this here is going to teach you how to find the market and then how to find those products, build out the product lines, but then also how to build out those assets in your business so you can continue to grow it over and over and over again and really not rely on one channel. And it's really about building that future-proof business and brand. So guys, if you're interested, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash EBF for all the details. All right, and the show notes can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 630, and uh, you can grab those 
over there. All right, guys. So that's it. That's going to wrap it up. As always, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to come on, say it with me, say it loud, say it proud. Here we go on the count of three. One, two, three. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.